Hey, it's Tom. You may have heard the name Kyle Turley. He was an all-pro NFL lineman with the Saints, Rams, and Chiefs. And since retiring from football, he started his own CBD company. Well, I reached out to Kyle because he made a claim back in March that cannabis and CBD could cure and prevent COVID-19 infections, for which he was subsequently chastised by the FDA. They didn't like that at all. But recent reports from Israel have shown that CBD and a blend of terpenes could help the immune system when it generates the over-response that's known as the cytokine storm. American scientists have been working on this too, of course, including a team at the University of South Carolina, which has shown that THC can help with the acute respiratory distress syndrome that also comes with COVID infections. So maybe Kyle was right. But when we finally got together, we ended up not talking so much about this aspect of CBD. What I found instead was that among the almost 60 guests I've had on this podcast so far, Kyle Turley is the most passionate advocate for cannabis and CBD that I've come across. He speaks with a lot of conviction and he credits cannabis with saving his life. So it's still an open question as to whether CBD can cure or prevent COVID-19 infections, at least to me. But after hearing Kyle Turley, I am more convinced than ever that just about all of us should be taking a daily dose of CBD. So my podcast and my website, Cannaboom with a K.com, and my weekly newsletter, Five Boom Friday, are all focused on how cannabinoids and CBD can help you live better and achieve better wellness and how to find CBD that's trusted and reliable. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a review and help us expand our reach. And here's my interview with Kyle Turley. Cannabis is booming and Cannaboom is on it. Welcome to the Cannaboom Podcast, where we interview experts on the changing story of humans, health, and hemp. From San Diego, here's your host, Tom Stacy. We're here with former All-Pro offensive lineman with the New Orleans Saints, also played with the St. Louis Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs, Kyle Turley, who also has his own band and has been involved in starting up dispensaries and a CBD brand. Hey, Kyle, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Uh, you know... Earlier in the year, you were in some hot water for making some claims about CBD and the virus. How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in hot water for a lot longer than that, you know what I mean, talking about this plant. And um, it's unfortunate that the science community doesn't just want to fess up, man. They're uh, unbelievably suppressing the truth about this plant and its ability to uh, address all of these issues, you know, uh, COVID-19 is a, a minor, minor, minor uh, thing that this can deal with. You know, enacting the endogenous cannabinoid system is what this is about. And so they don't even have to talk about CBD. The, the biggest thing is that they're continuing to suppress what is, you know, recognized as the number one regulatory system in the human body. Right. And I've done... 50 some podcasts now, it's hard to get anybody, you know, I've had several doctors on, it's not taught in medical schools. We're trying to get past the stigma of this, but the science has already shown that it's safe and the culture hasn't caught up with that yet. Well, not only that, you know, the science has shown that, um, you know, that it's not only safe, but it is necessary. It is something that the a, a human body needs like water. And so, you know, when we're being distracted by all of these synthetic medications that have unbelievable uh, statistics behind them in morbidity, uh, you know, resolutions for that matter as to what they're trying to do, uh, you know, and they don't, they just continue to mask these issues. Uh, you know, we're really ignoring human health on a level that is quite questionable, man. It is just beyond me as to why, you know, for me, it's an answer that I'm looking for is the why, um, you know, I understand the science. The science is simple. If you sit back and listen to it, examine it, look at it for what it is, it's quite simple. I mean, I didn't get a degree from San Diego state still to this day. I went there for five years. You know, I played football, I went to class every day, just like they made us. Otherwise we had to run and do sprints. And I, I've been asked to speak at Harvard twice on issues that are just so just juvenile to me. You know, I mean, this is just beyond ignorance uh, when it boils down to it. People like to slam the pharmaceutical companies, and sometimes pharmaceuticals are necessary, but is it a matter of, is it just follow the money? Does that explain it? Well, I think that's the 
the, the hitch in it all. The pharmaceutical companies are not necessary. At the end of the day, if the endogenous cannabinoid system is understood and accessed properly, um, you can you can cure cancer and you know making Rick Simpson oil in your backyard. I mean, there's that. So you know, but again, that doesn't to me answer necessarily the why. You know, because of uh, of what you know, what is the true purpose behind suppressing and ignoring blatantly? Uh, again, what has been recognized as the number one regulatory system in the human body? Uh, you know, there is no uh, Vicodin system, aspirin system, all these other drugs. They continue to parade around here, and to a Z pack, uh, every million sold, uh, about ten thousand people are going to die. You know, these are statistics that are real and cannabis has this, you know, non uh, lethal factor to it as well. Uh, and, you know, in moments like COVID-19 and we're having people like Dr. Burks and Fauci say things like we have to use whatever we can right now. What, you know, uh, it, it's amazing that I would have received such a backlash and that the more so the cannabis community didn't unite unbelievably around this, a minor virus, this, this, this cures cancer again. This is something that has stopped kids from having 300 seizures a day to nothing. I mean, a minor respiratory virus where, uh, the science speaks to actually even smoking cannabis as the number one thing to cure this virus, <laughs> igniting the CB1 and CB2 receptors in the lung wall to defeat a respiratory virus. Yeah, I saw some research last week out of the University of South Carolina where they were talking about acute respiratory distress syndrome, ARDS, and they pretty much proved THC beats it. Kind of a big deal. Well, the science is there. Uh, again, it's just a matter of the rest of the world catching up. I've talked with previous guests, too, about the whole history of prohibition. And, you know, in the 1930s, it was about keeping blacks and Mexicans kind of in their place. And Nixon had the war on drugs in the 60s where it was it was a cultural thing. But once we went through the 80s and 90s and it became known as a medicine originally for people with AIDS and then the endocannabinoid system was discovered. Yeah, then we had the science, but there's still a lingering stigma, I guess, that has lasted for decades. Which speaks to every one of those things, you know, pretty much being inconsequential to as the why, you know, I mean, it truly does. Uh, these things have been used, I guess, in the past, but ultimately I think those are things that just had been discovered by suppression of uh, this plant. You know, I, I don't get it. doesn't make sense. And not enough countries around the world are exposing this. Um, there's only a few and they're even suppressing it to degrees. I mean, even Canada with all of its progression has limited uh, you know, certain forms of cannabis being produced. Um, you know, they're trying to limit the amount of THC in products. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the THC levels that I have in my system currently, because I take uh, uh, everything. I use it unbelievably medicinally. I've figured out the dose levels. I'm taking at least 100 milligrams of CBD daily, a full spectrum, uh, another 50 milligrams of isolate. Uh, and then uh, I'm using cannabis daily in certain strains as smokable um, because of their, you know, factors of uh, dealing with uh, real ailments uh, that uh, it cures, literally, like light sensitivity, vertigo, all of these things that I experienced for so many years after playing the game of football that added up to a, a daily life experience of having to cope with that as reality of trying to live daily with having vertigo happen at any moment, uh, light sensitivity off the charts. And then I don't have that anymore. You know, to the Rick Simpson oil at night, every night now for the last two and a half years, um, because of the first two and a half months into taking Rick Simpson oil and building that tolerance of THC, as he speaks about in his videos, uh, I applied this and, oh my gosh, like so many things just start to heal 
plantar fasciitis, gone. Neuropathy creeping up my legs where it had me in so much pain that uh, I contemplated, you know, as soon as the right prosthetics are made where they become permanent, I'm in uh, to where I'm running again. I, I can do anything. I've walked barefoot for the first time in 20 years uh, for more than five minutes a day. Uh, and I can go all day like that to, you know, the, just the uh, cognitive experience that I'm having speaks to this medicine being very true and real. I don't take an aspirin, you know, for now six years, I don't take supplements, protein shakes, any of those things anymore. Unbelievably, uh, night and day difference, uh, when you commit to cannabis and find your strains and, understand THC and CBD and CBN and CBG and all these things and THCA and everything else that we're understanding now about cannabis and applying those things daily, my THC levels are off the charts and they're trying to limit that, you know, across this country and legislation where it's like, really, why? Why would you do that if you understood this? Other than there's, you know, some real uh, deviant, uh, you know, nature behind it. As an NFL athlete, you're subject to more pain and injury than obviously than, than most of the population. So you're just a walking wounded guy. And it sounds like this has pretty much saved your existence. You know, you're not subject to the kind of pain that, that a lot of your cohorts might still live with. Well, I, you know, there, I do, I, 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 I experienced the pain on levels that, you know, would put people in bed every day. Um, but that's the beauty of cannabis. It, it, it is number one about the brain. I started a CBD company. I, I had to put the word neuro in it. Uh, we were originally neuro armor, under armor pseudos. We had to change it. We're neuro XPF. Neuro has to stay because I understand that everything starts in the brain and understanding the endogenous cannabinoid system happens in the brain. And so for me, uh, you know, this has been an experience of, uh, basically channeling willpower, channeling, you know, the ability to use your brain, which works the rest of your body to will it, to get out there and get it back, get your life back. You know, it is not easy. The pain is unbelievable from my back surgeries to my knee surgeries, ankles, joints that are every one of them bone on bone. The arthritis is off the charts. Uh, the pain factors, as far as painkiller goes, there's no painkiller. And that's why you don't have painkiller clinics. Uh, you have pain management clinics. And, uh, you know, these idea of a painkiller out there, uh, I've not experienced anything better than Rick Simpson oil as far as an anti-inflammatory, which is what kills pain because inflammation is what causes all of these things from pain to cancer to anything. It's only inflammation and there's nothing better than cannabis as an anti-inflammatory. So then when you say as a painkiller, you still have pain, but the cannabis helps you kind of compartmentalize that pain. Would that be an accurate statement? A hundred percent. I mean, the brain is an amazing organ. And if you can control it, uh, then the pain becomes something you can understand and address. You know, you, you start to know your body, you start to know your natures and what you can and can't do. And your brain and then allows you to tap into the things you need to be doing to sustain, you know, to be able to be physically fit enough or just mentally, um, you know, cognitively there enough to make a proper decision. And that is, you know, is starts, you know, from waking up in the morning and getting out of bed um, to, you know, everything else that follows and having a mindset that is something that, you know, for me, cannabis has helped me tap back into, you know, that drive, that desire, that vigor that you had as a young person uh, that motivates you to get up and do something, you know, whether that is, uh, sitting at a computer and, you know, doing your thing there uh, or going and working out and having your day be meaningful and productive. Um, uh, cannabis ha has proven to be uh, the key to that. And that is the key to it all uh, is motivation. And nothing motivates you more than firing those neurons that cannabis does when it enters your system. And that's so opposite of the stereotypical story that gets told about slackers and, you know, you're going to be a, a couch potato if you go down this road. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and the reality is absolutely different. So I saw, I think on the Wikipedia page I was looking at, that you started the Gridiron Cannabis Coalition. Is that right? Um, you know, yeah, that, that's one of the things I guess I started back in the day. Uh, we were going around to, well, I was, I started going around to conventions. I really saw, you know, I mean, I had the experience myself and my friends were, I was living in Nashville about seven years ago. My friends were all out here in California. They're all, man, you got to get back to California, get in the medical marijuana program, figure this out, man, get you on all these pills. So that's what happened. I moved back here and, um, you know, because I had just tons of things going wrong with my health. I was in and out of the emergency room constantly in Nashville, uh, having seizures, uh, just developing all these conditions, you know, post-football career that uh, were unbelievably disabling um, in orthopedic and cognitive, you know, ailments. Um, they were prescribing me constant, you know, opiates that just never did anything but mask what was happening um, and others that made things a lot worse. And so anyways, ultimately coming back to California allowed me the opportunity to get back into uh, understanding cannabis um, and, and, and then we're finding these strains. You know, I went on a hunt to understand how this was working because I knew that there was something different in these different departments as I went in and they have indica and sativa and hybrids and all that there's different, you know, in all of them. And they each do have a, a unique, uh, opportunity to address ailments, you know, and, you know, for those that want to sit on the couch and do nothing and eat potato chips all day, there's that strain. But uh, in, as a medicine, I've just found unbelievable resolutions in it. And so, you know, the stigmas have just fallen off, uh, you know, as I've progressed through this and then telling my story out there at these, you know, conventions as we started in little hovels and uh, back alleys and, and warehouses, you know, illegally having these things um, it evolved to what we see now or what we saw before COVID-19 and people not understand, listening to what we were saying and that we could be out in the restaurants and schools and churches and everything and have conventions still, you know, and the magnitude that, that it was getting to with cannabis, uh, you know, uh, it was a rapid pace. Um, you know, Gridiron Cannabis Coalition was a, a great, um, addition to a number of great people and organizations that originated back then about six years ago uh, from Weed for Warriors group to, you know, the Gridiron Cannabis Coalition. At the end of the day, it was just, you know, we are all just a bunch of guys that are trying to fight for this plant and we try to rally people up and we put names around them and build little websites and Instagram pages. But you know, and some people have really taken those to certain levels uh, that I, you know, I think I probably could have taken the Gridiron Canvas Coalition to um, in notoriety and, you know, but it's not about that, you know. So Gridiron Canvas Coalition was just one of those, I guess, uh, if you will, a just to name a conduit, something for people to tag on to, you know, and understand this is a group of people, not uh, just me out here, you know, and we rallied Ricky Williams, Jim McMahon, Evan Britton, Nate Jackson, Marvin Washington, all these great football players were just started rising up, um, and going around and speaking our truth, uh, you know, to people and what this plant's done for us. And, you know, it's, a, a again, been a great honor to be a part of, uh, that, movement and the efforts, uh, you know, that we're now seeing the benefits of in DC, where we're getting some real legislation passed uh, nationwide. I have to applaud you and all the names you mentioned. I mean, you guys have the platform and you have the attention and it's risky. I mean, you know, Ricky Williams paid a big price being kicked out of the league three or four times. Um, you know, we just lost Cliff Robertson, uh, was also one of the pioneers, but you guys really helped bring social change. People look up to you it isn't without risk to take that stand. Thank you for doing that. Well, you know, the, uh, I knew that and, and I, I've saw, I saw it, you know, over the years, but honestly, I, I was at such a, a low point. Um, you know, I, I mean, I was there when Ricky Williams and all that happened. I was on the saints with him when they were doing all that with him and then, uh, stayed close to him. He was at my house in Mexico, uh, when they thought he was in a cave in India and, you know, uh, when he was, uh, on hiatus from the Dolphins, you know, in that madness. And um, Rick's always been a good friend of mine, you know, a brother as I consider him. And, um, 
you know, we, we fought hard. I, it was tough to, uh, you know, be, I mean, for over 10, 15 years, I've been talking about this, you know, for the first 10 years, it had to be subliminal, you know? Um, and I've got a lot of, you know, evidence of that and, and footage from interviews trying to interject, but, you know, for me, I didn't truly understand the, the, the real nature of this plan and its unbelievable power and its ability. Um, you know, I was intermixing opiates with cannabis that was random and had no idea what strains I was using. And, and since then, you know, in that experience I had that truly showed me the power of cannabis and how you can use this as a medicine to live a better life. Um, I, I had to start standing up. I had to start standing on a soapbox as high as I could and yelling it you know, um, as loudly as possible, you know, and I've been to DC and I've been to all these places, uh, uh, that they say you need to go to, you know, let them hear your voice. And I've been doing as much as I can to, to be as loud as possible about it because I can't deny what's done for me. And I know what it would do for everyone, you know, now that I understand the true science of this. My backstory is my younger brother was in a car accident in the early eighties and he subsequently developed epilepsy, and the, of course, they put him on all these medications. And at the time, we didn't know about the endocannabinoid system, and people warned us, you know, don't let him smoke weed. That'd be the worst thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so we didn't. And eventually, the pharmaceuticals, I, I believe, kind of wrecked his liver, and he seizured out when he was only 27. And he, yep. my, I'm angry because he would be alive today if, you know, we knew we had this organic medicine that treated things like that, like, like epilepsy. So. That drives me. But my grandfather just passed a, a, in a home. I I begged them to. I, I tell people I begged them to give. Uh, in the beginning is my statement. I I begged them in the beginning to give my grandfather CBD. In the end, they were begging me. Hmm. Ultimately, at the end of his stay in his life last year, we had his funeral, and they were begging me because of more experiences that people were having with CBD. And I know my grandfather would be here still. You know, he didn't have to die of Alzheimer's and dementia. It's unbelievable as to the power of this in dealing with the brain. Not one person with a traumatic brain injury or has seizure disorders or any neurological issues should be given anything other than cannabis and a proper diet, period. So how do you feel about CTE? Do you think it, it helps with that? Oh, 100%. I mean, I've gone through the NFL concussion testing programs now for over, you know, six years. And in the first stages... Uh, years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, stage two progressive dementia. This is through six-hour uh, baseline assessment program testing, or however they call it, BAP tests, um, and just unbelievable scrutiny of testing. And you know, so unless I'm some sort of really smart person, I I, I can fool uh, these doctors now for over the last 15 years to have compiled a, uh, a medical file that's probably a foot thick uh, um, of neurological, mostly, you know, damage and conditions and ailments and disabilities, things that over the last few years have in many ways gotten better and uh, in every way allowed me, has allowed me to manage and deal with this disease, which is very real and very true, you know, um, and it is universal in people that have had traumatic brain injuries. This is not just a football disease. This is uh, the development of what science understands. Again, you know, tau protein and these, uh, you know, uh, things that, that are unbelievably progressive in uh, their, their growth factors. Um, as far as diseases are concerned and rapidly, as we understand this as a rapidly, you know, progressive disease. Um, I've had multiple tests since that diagnosis that every one of these doctors keeps telling me that I am showing unbelievable progress, not just staying where I'm at. You've got a quality of life that would have escaped you without this medicine, and, and you're still a young guy. You have decades to go, and it's going to help your longevity and your quality of life. Does the NFL listen? Are they 
hearing this and are they making it part of their protocols going forward? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, they listen, you know, <laughs> they, they listen, you know, I, I could say that, but I don't know, you know, as far as uh, proactive uh, progress, I don't know, obviously not. And I have conversations, you know, I've had conversations. I continue to have conversations with these people, these doctors that are the heads of, you know, the chief medical officer of the NFL is Alan Sills, who is the head of neurology um, at Vanderbilt University in Nashville. Um, I had an, over an hour conversation with this man on the phone where he recognized everything I said as being true. And then, you know, every one of these guys says the same statement. It's going to take some time, Kyle. You know, and I'm just unbelievably tired of that. So tired of of hearing this excuse from the medical community uh, of it's going to take more time. You know, we're going to we're going to need more time to roll this out. It's like, what what? Who are you? Where? What planet are you from? What alien race are you representing here? Because the level of inhumanity that the NF, the NFL has expressed after the exposure of the truth to cannabis, let alone the U.S. government who owns patents on this as neuroprotectants and anti-inflammatories, antioxidants, uh, the level of neglect here speaks to, you know, so many conspiracy avenues you can go. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but the NFL listens and they'll continue to do so, I guess. I mean, we've gotten some major headway as far as, you know, the, the past is concerned, I guess, or, you know, from the NFL who's uh, – you know, uh, say they're not going to penalize players for testing positive for cannabis anymore to the NCAA increasing its level and threshold of THC now to 35 nanograms from 15 to the IOC changing theirs to what should be the athletic standard of 152 nanograms of THC after the uh, directly after the inclusion of the X Games, ironically. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, around the world, man, again, uh, Israel is leading the way and they've been funded by our government for over 50 years on cannabis research. And you have now had American presidents like Jimmy Carter say they've cured diseases like cancer in Israel, in a foreign country, on foreign soil. And that should alarm everyone. So, yeah, the NFL listens. Uh just like the government and everybody else in the medical community, they want to listen, but everyone, they continue to just say, we need more time. Why? Why? Why do you need more time with something that has proven to not have ever killed a soul in the history of the world and is only healing people by the millions worldwide in every country, in every region that a plant can grow? Yeah, mm, you it's... Know. Crazy. It's crazy. I've talked with chemists who talk about it takes a billion dollars in 10 years to develop a pharmaceutical. And obviously, when you can grow it in your backyard, you don't need the FDA to run those tests. And you have a, a safe and effective medicine that, as you said, has never killed anybody. So I guess until they come around, it's sort of an underground scenario where it's on the down low and everybody knows, OK, this this helps. It's going to help with any retired NFL player who's not getting tested anymore. But as as you noted, in, in the NCAA and, and NFL, there's still testing going on, and they've ratcheted up, the, I guess, the acceptable level. But it's probably not high enough. No, not at all. I mean, again, and, until they stop testing uh, and that, you know, from sports to any job, uh, until they stop testing, um, any amount – is just completely goes against what science speaks to, you know, uh, as allowing a person to have uh, their their control of their health or uh, having good health, period. Um, to limit the amount of THC in a human body's system is suppressing one of the most 
capable uh, things in a human body uh, to allow everything to work properly. And, um, you know, the, the notion of it being euphoric is only attached to, you know, those who would be against it. Um, because they could easily expose all of the strains that don't get you high. They could expose THCA that doesn't get you high. Uh, they could expose, you know, meeting with people as doctors and figuring out like they do with every other pharmaceutical, uh, which strain you are so that you don't have to have this euphoric experience. That is something that's not good for you or desirable and, you know, feel and actions and all these, you know, just like they do Vicodin or any psych med, you know, when they prescribed me well butrin and said well, let's see how you do on that you know and if something you know be careful and watch out you know there might be some side effects if that doesn't work we'll come back in and get you a new one and the process to do that is unbelievably dredging i mean you go you have to go through it for two weeks they they, they make you stay on a drug for two weeks to understand what this drug does to you and your body and your mind. Well, well, Butrin made me almost want to jump off of a building. So, you know, uh, not good, doc. You got anything else? Because this suicide warning on here is actually real. Well, glad you didn't go down that road, Kyle. Let's here give you now uh, Depakote. Let's try this one. And, you know, it worked as far as it felt to suppress episodes of vertigo and seem to control those things. Uh, I stopped having these episodes of vertigo constantly. So, you know, hey, something's helping me uh, do that. And that's a huge thing, you know, keeping me from driving a car and, you know, uh, doing normal things in life. Uh, you know, so let's stay on that for six years until the real side effects and long term use start to surface where depression and all of these other things becomes worse and worse. And then we're going to pile on Zoloft and all these other drugs to you and see how your life goes then, you know, and you turn into a zombie. Uh, uh, It's just been crazy that these people, you know, want to limit the amount of THC when they are so over the top on giving you drugs that just screw you up so badly mentally and physically uh, beyond any high I've ever experienced. I, I, I overate on edibles once and I'd much rather do that than, uh, uh, and know I'm going to live than have, you know, ever taken Wellbutrin or thought I needed Zoloft or Depakote, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. My brother was on Depakote and it wasn't a, a good, a good drug to be taking for sure. Nope. <laughs> So uh, do you have a favorite strain or a couple of favorite strains that you like? Yeah, no, uh, the sativa strains is where I'm at. That's my department. Um, uh, Jack Herrera has been unbelievably beneficial to me. Uh, That strain is magical, unbelievable resolutions and light sensitivity. Um, If you've got any ocular issues, I, I believe the science speaks to sativas dealing with ocular issues, uh, better than indicas. Um, and that's been my experience, light sensitivity from the minute I hit that strain, just gone. Um, I've had those strains tested. I've had Jack Herrera tested super high in terpenes, high in some CBD content, the terpene factors off the charts, um, to other strains. Uh, so I, I really love, I believe firmly in uh, what's going to be the future of terpenes alone, um, from cannabis that are going to, and specific strains, you know, that's a whole nother market that's going to be tapped into, um, uh, on the, you know, in the hybrid department, XJ 13, and keeping in, in blue dream, those ones still sativa dominant, uh, even my OGs and the, uh, indicas I like are more sativa side. SFVOG has got that sativa nature, uh, uh, hybrid process in there, a little bit of sativa dominant uh, or not dominant, but it's in there. And, uh, you know, uh, so for me, it seems to be in that sativa department where, you know, my my best function is had, yet I still enjoy taking dabs from hardcore fire OGs and other, you know, real sedative stuff every now and then just to uh, enjoy cannabis like the old days. 
um, and uh, and as well to you know really induce sleep without having to take uh, Rick Simpson oils or you know these other you know things uh, uh, and and to also reset uh, and recalibrate. I think you know and understanding this as a uh, in the strains, you know, you, you, after you go for a certain length, it's always seems to me to be good to reset that, you know, you're a sativa person. When I go to the shop and I buy my cannabis, I buy, uh, you know, my, uh, my sativas that I need for daily use. And then I always get a good Fire OG or, uh, some good Indica pre-rolls or, you know, some of these killer, uh, awesome pre-rolls people are making out here with dipped in Keef and all that stuff, you know, just for those Saturday nights, Friday nights, you know, um, cause I don't like to be high, you know, I, I'm, I'm very committed to my family, my, my, you know, pursuits, um, and being functional and living life, you know, but I, I, I do enjoy, you know, every now and then every, every week, you know, Friday or Saturday or Sunday, I'm one of those nights, sometimes two nights in a row on the weekends, I'm resetting the calibration there, uh, to getting back to it. And you come back to it, you know, uh, to your strains, uh, that really help you function and they work even better. So, you know, there's a great science to it. Definitely, for sure, to understand. It's all personal. Yeah. All personal. We talk about it a lot on the show where it's kind of a test and learn thing. I mean, we all have different genetics. Yep. And some people are going to be highly functioning at one level and maybe someone else is not. Oh, yeah. But- I've, met, I've met tons of people that are just completely the reverse opposite. You know, the sativas totally put them down and indicas help them get going and go. You know, it's it, it's all personal for sure. I mean, you're running businesses and you're, so you're not stoned all the time. You're You're using it as a medicine that allows you to function. A hundred percent. You know, you have to. I, I think once you understand and get into understanding cannabis, that's that's part of the the hunt. You know, it's 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 exciting for me, you know, to really find that balance and get that back, you know, especially as an athlete who's really beat myself up and, you know, just ruined my body, uh, all the ability that it has to address the pain issues. So you stick with certain strains, but those ones have proven to be the ones that allow me to be more functional, more active. So for me, it's about tapping into that and continuing to fire these neurons and stay away from this progressive brain disease I got in CTE, you know, I've got to do that. So, um, you know, I would love to be able to have all those other things maybe be addressed, like light sensitivity and, um, you know, everything else. I, I, sometimes I wish I was more on the indica side, you know, or I could tolerate that a bit more, you know, but because uh, sometimes those are a bit more fun and it is good to be high. You know, I, I love that side of cannabis, um, but I enjoy the euphoric side of functionality. I enjoy being able to go out on a golf course and be a better golfer than I've ever been on these sativas that just allow you to focus. And, you know, sometimes it's not the best because you get going and, and you know, you, you go too far on conversations or too deep for other people's conversations. Um, and so there's a balance there. That's why I like to float in there and have my strains and use them properly. When I go on a drive with my family, I only use XJ13. I can't use Jack Herrera because Jack Herrera makes me who I believe me. That's my strain. You know, everybody I believe has a strain out there. Jack Herrera is my strain. It makes me me. Me mean, meaning me from years ago who when I was dead sober and living life 100 miles an hour and young, uh, you know, because I grew up, didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't do nothing until I was, you know, I didn't even touch cannabis until I was 22. Um, you know, so it reminds me of me pre then needing medicines, needing painkillers, needing any of that. And my brain active, you know, is unbelievably clear and active. Um, not necessarily good when you got two young kids and a wife and <laughs> you're stuck in a car for hours, right? So, you know, understanding how XJ13 allows that, brings in that little hybrid factor, you know, of that indica side that can, you know, let you not care about things. You know, that's to me... I've been able to use these strains and mark them to the pharmaceuticals I use. Jack Herrera for me is Depakote. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Zoloft is XJ13. You don't give a shit about nothing. I mean, you care, but you don't care. You know, it's not like you're a zombie is what Zoloft makes you, uh, you know, complete zombie um, and not caring about anything. But I call XJ13 the Zoloft, or at least my Zoloft of, of weed. Uh, it allows me to not care about anything. I unbelievably ride through anything that comes at me using XJ13 and just drive right through it, man. Unbelievable. Can take uh, scenarios and situations where I would normally in me as a sober state or on Jack Herrera be a little more edgy, I guess, or quick to, you know, uh, snap or say something or, you know, interject in anything uh, to digesting, analyzing, giving a proper response that continues to allow the day to move functionally, you know, and, and what's worth my arguments versus not, you know, for me, that's XJ 13. And then, you know, again, the, the, Hmm. when you want to have a good time, uh, you know, you get into those indicas for me and, and allows me to, uh, have that because I still don't drink to this day when my friends come over and, you know, they all drink or whatever. That's a level of self-awareness. A lot of people, lack, I think. But do you keep a journal or is it all in your head that you you are aware of how each strain affects you? No, yeah, no, I've definitely been doing some strain journaling over the years. Um, I try to mark down all the things. I've got a great journal going of uh, all of my personal strains because these are things I I truly believe hold a great deal of benefit for my kids, for my future generations, those that would have my same ailments. You know, I believe that if you, I was able to take this back in my football career, I would have never needed to take a pharmaceutical. Um, so if my son has that opportunity in professional sports or my daughter continues to go down a road and, or anything happens and they got a traumatic brain injury, God forbid, you know, that if these ailments pop up or their natural inherencies, you know, some genetic thing that we have in our family is, is halted from that. My great, my grandfather died of ALS. My, uh, uh, my other grandfather just died from dementia and Alzheimer's. I I gave myself to the NFL for 10 years as a lineman beating my brain around. That doesn't, you know, I'm hoping to beat that and those odds of ending up in a home here uh, faster than what my grandfather did. And then staying away from ALS, like my other grandfather got and died from. So you know, uh, it's important. And I, I, I try to journal everything from all my strains to, you know, Rick Simpson oil, CBD, the differences and effects on me personally on how, you know, every one of these things have been uniquely beneficial to my body. And here's the time to take it and what it can do for you and the benefit, you know, I, I do it all. I've got great journals and I encourage everybody to do that. Cause I think that's the future, um, of survival period. The future of your generations, your families dealing with disease, dealing with it. My wife's been able to cure her skin cancer she had for the first 10 years of our now almost 20-year marriage. And for the last four years, she hasn't had them that she can't cure with a Rick Simpson oil on a Band-Aid in a matter of days rather than go to the doctor for the first 10 years of our marriage where she put all these holes in her skin, cutting out skin cancers. And she doesn't have to do that no more, you know, to where is that going to lead to eliminating the potentials of breast cancer that her mother and her grandmother and everybody else had and all these other things down the road, you know, that we can pass on to our uh, next generations. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. Just being healthier without having to go under the knife or take a lot of pharmaceuticals. So tell us about your um, CBD brand. Um, well, I, again, I started it, you know, based on my experience personally, um, how this just drove so much clarity and uh, calm and control back into my life. So uh, in understanding this, uh, I knew I had to find a proper source, uh, the best that I could find, period, the best in the world. Uh, that was my hunt. And I ended up finding them, guys in Colorado that were uh, next level, still are to this day, um, as far as our products are concerned. And we maintain that. Um, I could have gone out and got 
super cheap isolate from all kinds of different countries and different places, but we are a one farm source group um, out of Colorado that is producing one of the most premium CBDs on the market. And it's, it's real. I mean, it's something that's awesome. I can give to people and they can experience what CBD can do for them. Um, you know, a lot of these things that they, you know, people, when they come to me and they say, I tried CBD and didn't do nothing for me. I'm like, where did you get it? Like you got it at a gas station? Like, yeah, it's picked up at the truck stop. Like, all right, well, let me, let me have you try my CBD. So, you know, you can, you know, use it and see like, oh yeah, it's your CBD. I'm like, well, it's not about my CBD. It's about the process. It's about the product itself. And it is truly CBD. That's all it is. I, you can make it in your yard. I'll give you the recipe if you want, but or you can purchase it what you think is at a truck stop that's better than what I'm giving you, but it's not, okay? I'm just telling you, I've got CBD here. Put it in your body every day. You're going to get better. And uh, we did that, man. You know, at the most, again, the most simplest way possible. Put it in a bottle. Get it out to as many people as possible. Put it in as many ways as possible that are palatable to people and let it go. And we've created one of the best CBD companies, most reputable CBD companies in the business, uh, in our commitment and dedication to what it is we're trying to truly do with this. And that is help people. Um, and we've done that, man. We've sold millions of bottles of millions of dollars worth of CBD across the country and into other countries, uh, as well that we can, you know, ship successfully uh, and make it through to the destination when people order from overseas. Um, but we started it about five, six years ago as my personal pursuit on it. Um, when I saw the opportunity and I met with the guys down there at general hemp and all these you know, people. And I said, we need to get this to sports. And uh, there was no sports line before. What I originally created was Neuro Armor. And um, uh, we've now changed in, uh, because of Under Armour uh, as insistence and uh, power and money, uh, threatening of lawsuits to Neuro XPF. And you can go to Neuro XPF uh, extreme performance fuel, neuroxpf.com. And, um, we've got a full line of CBD products, uh, that, uh, we continue to expand, um, in, uh, ways that we see applicable to sports and, um, you know, just continue to try and get the word out there, uh, to as many people as possible of the importance of putting this in your body every day. I know myself, I use uh, topicals on my knees when I, when I run. They're like a miracle. Yeah, truly it's amazing. Is. Is Shango is your dispensary? Uh, I'm a partner in, a, in one of the locations in my hometown in Moreno Valley, California, um, out in the valley, about an hour and a half outside L.A., um, and, um, you know, I grew up in a small town known as the place where you go buy drugs. So, uh, I partnered with, um, uh, a group out of uh, Las Vegas, Shango, um, and, uh, opened the first dispensary in Moreno Valley, uh, my hometown. Um, and, uh, uh, one of the very few out here in Southern California that are, that are legal and licensed and, uh, you know, uh, they're a group that does it across the country. So, very well skilled. I, I I don't have to do anything, you know, I'm not hands-on as far as the business is concerned and um, just brought one of the you know best groups in the business that uh, are operating to uh, present what, uh, you know, people need to see in the, the light of cannabis, uh, you know, and how this can destroy all these stigmas. And uh, the Shango group does uh, the best job at that, uh, that I saw out there. Um, and so, like the CBD company, I went to them and said, uh, all right, you guys do this the best. Let me help you, you know, get into California. I did that. Um, they're trying to expand their platform, you know, all over the, the, the state. And hopefully that happens. Um, but I'm just a minor partner. I really have no voice in any of it. Um, and just did what I could uh, getting into the city and, you know, sitting in council meetings and um, trying to do my best to help, uh, you know, push it through. We lost in the in the, in the in, uh, immediate uh, unleashing of licensing. We lost to a lottery, uh, you know, really worked hard with the mayor and the city council to understand the importance of uh, operators um, that they should be having, you know, represent this for their city. Um, and we ended up getting a resolution on that and uh, one licensing and they uh, you know, were able to 
push our, our license through um, with everybody else's that applied and was approved. And um, we were the first to open. So uh, proud of that. And, um, you know, but I'm, I work with a number of groups. Um, I work with the Dr. Green Thumb group with Be Real and those guys. Um, I, I work with so many other guys in this industry to try and help you know, that's all I'm trying to do is uh, I've, I've helped people start competitive CBD brands just because it's important to me that, you know, they don't live where I live. So, I, you know, and I don't have accounts where they are so they can go out and spread CBD all over their town. You know, uh, it's important for me that this gets out everywhere and anywhere to just drop all these ridiculous things against it. Well, thank you for being an outspoken advocate and really using your, your notoriety in a way that's going to help millions of people. I want to thank you for taking the time. Is there anything we haven't discussed that we should? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, who knows? Uh, there's always room for more, um, and we're in crazy times that continue to develop more. <laughs> uh, where should we look for you online? Are you at Twitter and? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Kyle Turley or Kyle underscore Turley. I can't remember which one's which. Um, yeah, just punch it in, Kyle Turley, and you'll you'll bring it up. And uh, on YouTube, uh, lots of. Different content there. Go check it out um, from all the music and my run in Nashville. Still trying to do that. Hoping to get another record cut this year and, uh, you know, get back to it. Hopefully the country opens up and uh, start playing some shows again. Um, and uh, just continue to move forward, you know, and uh, always uh, progressing uh, growth in uh, my cannabis ventures and uh, coaching football still on the youth level, helping these guys try to make that dream happen. And, you know, everything else is good, man. I appreciate the time and opportunity to, uh, you know, share with your audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Hey, do you think we see a, a full NFL season this year? I'm not sure, man, the, the, the weirdness going on around pro sports right now and the direction that they're going is, uh, quite questionable, you know, as to whether or not we are, you know, because we're not done and we're just, getting ramped up here for the next flu season. I mean, football runs right in the middle of it. I, you know, for my entire career, they made me get the flu shot every year. Otherwise, if I got sick and didn't take it, they'd find me if I missed any practice or game time. So I took the flu shot every year, got sick every year, had to play games sick every year, pushing IVs into my system before, middle of games, after games, you know, near death, you know, stepping out there to play this game game and i just don't see that happening from these guys uh anymore you know the 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 new league the new uh, uh direction they're taking from the players union who you know they're crying about all this social justice right now yet they took away social security benefits disability benefits from their own players which is 90 percent black uh to uh taking away our opportunities at workman's compensation benefits uh, these these guys in this new era of sports, they really are uninformed and do not truly care. Uh, so I don't see them using football like we did after 9-11 where we made a statement. We didn't play the one game as a statement. And then we got back to work as Americans and showing people how to be Americans together and fight through this as a team and in unity. And I just see unbelievable division right now. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well said. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. I know uh, our audience is going to love this and uh, we'll definitely be looking up your CBD brand Neuro XPF and uh, stopping in Shango the next time I go through Moreno Valley. Well, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for having me and uh, all your folks listening out there. Awesome. Thank you, Kyle. Take care. You've been listening to the Cannaboom Podcast with host Tom Stacy. If you like the show and want to know more, please check us out at Cannaboom with a K.com. And please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. See you next week.